podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, welcome to Open Mouth I'm alone. Let's kick off with some housekeeping. Please go ahead, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Follow on Twitter at FMLPL. Email and rate my teams and other questions at FMLPL at gmail.com. Check out our website, FMLPL.com. We have league info links to our team's social media, store stickers, and ringtones. Also on our website, we post lineup limitations before every game. We pick our starting 11s, captains, and more. Lastly, shout out top to table. Still, Patrick Connolly still eating all the kapoo. Let's, let's move on. All right. I'm a sick fuck, so we're potting on Wednesday. It's kind of awkward. Yeah, bad delay, bad pothos. <laughs> yeah, bad, bad delay. Terrible host. Dentist, fuck. sick. Like, we're just a nightmare this week. Yeah, we probably lost, like, eight listeners. Yeah. <laughs> but it's good. The only good part is now we know that this, the City Stoke double is confirmed. Yeah, instead of having to listen to us saying, if City win 50 times, you'll hear it zero times because we know it's a... Because they won and they looked good. Tittersfield. Um, so let's do our teams. Do you want to start with the darkness or the, the glorious? Yeah, I'll start with the darkness. I feel like right. it'll be nicer to go like up, to good. up than down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, just, I mean... I, 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 I like can't speak. My throat hurts so much. I've dropped 200k in the last four game weeks, um, but this one by far biggest wheels coming off in a while. 140k drop. Um, nothing to say. Nothing came off. Everything's horrible. Lukaku cap. Whatever. He scored one. No bones. New friend Mane had a shocker. Blank. You know, because what else does Liverpool do against bad teams? New friend Robertson was looking great, on for a clean two bones, then he dropped two blank and no bones. Um, but really, bottom line of the week, kind of for both of us, was just everyone who scored points this week that we don't own is like the highest ownership players ever. I and mean, you have Kane, I don't. So obviously, Kane went nuts. But then. McCauley, Costa, Coleman, Erickson, Walker, Hazard, all those are all absurdly high, if not the highest-owned players in the game. So it's just a complete destruction of my shithole of the team. Yeah, Coleman, the Baines-Coleman thing has just fucked us so bad. It's and a the thing joke. Is, the thing that's so frustrating about it is that Baines' returns have been incredible since we got him. So because good. We got him, we got him back in game week 19 when he had an assist and then he had the pen and he's gotten four I mean he's gotten a return every game but two in the last Yeah, he's been incredible. But it just speaks volumes of what Coleman's been doing. He's been getting a double digits like every other fucking game, so that sucks. And then yeah, McCauley, I mean I sit here with Brunt and Baines when their counterparts on the coin toss I got the wrong guys and I probably lost about I don't know, like fifty points in that. Yeah, I was looking back at thirty seven year old McCauley's history of goal scoring. Non-existent. His, his previous high was five, and that was in the championship, not even in the prem in two thousand nine. His prem, his prem high is three in two thousand twelve. Yeah, <laughs> yeah now he has insane. six with like ten games left. So, 
So, I mean, I had the savior of Captain and Kane. Um, that's my week. I mean, I got uh, 69 after my hit. I doubled on Liverpool mid with Mane and Coutinho. I chose to ignore Lukaku and hold Zlatan. Uh, so I'm glad, you know, Phil came off with an eight pointer, which was nice. He had a, he had really good stats. He was the only one that looked good. So I'm happy to have him. And who knows next week, home Arsenal. That's the kind of game that Mane gets braces in, like he did against Spurs. So, um, you know, I mean, with Liverpool, it's just we don't know what they're going to do from a game to game basis. There's no explanation. There's no way to analyze it. It's just they're either going to look amazing or they're going to struggle to score a goal. Yeah, it's it's. It's been such a crazy year for Liverpool. I think yeah. they have the best or most points against the top six teams and the least amount of points in the, against the bottom six teams. Yeah, it sounds right. Yeah. But again, I mean, it's I was dithering back and forth between Kane and Mane for cap, and I just went with the penalty taker at home or safe option, and it came off big time for me with that 40, and I rose back up to 86K, so I'm back and at least I feel like a step closer to threatening where I want to be at the end of the season and now we've got double game week mayhem to plan for so let's just kick it off with next week I mean what are we doing here we got city double with a fucking fuck fest of best fixtures of life they have 28 midfield options they have Aguero what are we doing? What's what are you shouting? What what are we doing? I don't know what to do. Yeah, it's really hard. I mean, that's basically every question we got on Twitter is about City because everyone's scrambling to get all their guys in, triple captain, like do everything possible. But I don't know. The more I've thought about it, the more I've been like, I don't know. One guy probably is good to captain. Like either I kind of feel like either Aguero or Sterling. And you captain them, unless you're going, you know, like, guess Jason, producer Nader, they have, like, despicably low ranks, so they're going, like, full-on desperation, triple city, triple Capaguero, which I understand, but you you got to look at it, like, short-term and medium-term, like we do with every transfer, pretty much. And obviously, short-term, this game week at Sunderland Home Stoke is the best highest ceiling possible for everyone. But then right after that, they blank. And then they have Liverpool, Arsenal, Chelsea in succession. So, so like, why don't we look at it from this, because this is going to get too rambly. Let's just look at it in narrower terms. Aguero. Aguero's the number one target. Is he? Let's look at the triple captaincy shout. Do you think this is a good triple captaincy week for getting Aguero in and triple capping him? I have no problem with it. The only reason I'm... Not is because I think Alexis and Zlatan are probably a little bit safer and they're both going to have two doubles okay. later in the season. They should. They should. Um, but I think it's a totally reasonable pick and I have no problem with it at all. I expect him to start both. Yeah, I expect him to start both as well for lack of other options. And it seems like he's, I mean, he's played this front three for the past, what, like five, six games, including in their Champions League, and it's clear that this is a side that's scoring four. So so Aguero, the only dent for him is not being on pens. He got one today because Yaya was out, but 
he looks like he's back. Um, he's had that amazing game against Monaco, and he—I mean, if today's Huddersfield game was an FPL game, he would have had you know double-digit haul. So I think the triple captaincy is alive and well for him this week. I—I'm really thinking about it just because you're looking at both double barrels of form and fixtures. Zlatan and Alexis, I agree, in a vacuum are better or safer cap double a triple captaincy options in a double game week, but I don't think they're going to have fixtures that fall this kindly. Mm, yeah, and I don't know if, it, if it's going to be in you know two months. They might have nothing to play for. There might be you know rotation. You don't know what the fixtures are going to be playing. Yeah. So City has everything to play for right now, and Aguero looks great. So I'm giving it more than half a thought to triple cap him personally. I don't know. No, that, that Sunderland that's and Stoke... Sunderland is the worst team in the league. They get turned aside by 4-0 on a regular basis. And then home Stoke, we just saw what Stoke did at White Hart Lane. I, I mean, yeah, you don't they know might, what they they're going to do. They might be on do. the beach already, Stoke. Yeah, you don't know what they're going to do on a game-to-game basis. They could be tight. Stoke normally are kind of tight, but they obviously can be ripped apart as well. So I don't know. Aguero is getting very interesting to me to, to, to spunk the triple cap on him. I'm yeah, like, and it's it, kind of if you triple cap, I think... It makes the it makes transferring him a lot more reasonable. You know, we always mm-hmm. say like if you're taking a hit but captaining the guy, it's okay because you're getting twice the points, etc. Right. But he's still really bad value. Aguero. He's really bad value, but this is what I'm looking at. Okay, so there's besides Lukaku, there's no other good striker playing in game week 28. So you might need to just look at the Aguero spot as you're going to spend a transfer on that individual spot on your roster for the next three weeks. You're going to get him out right away for Lukaku, Captain Lukaku, maybe even take Lukaku out right away to get Kane back, and then you're set for the for the medium term. Something like that is kind of what I'm thinking. Because yeah. There is a lot of value in players like Sané and Sterling who you could hold through the blank, and then even though their fixtures are a little tougher, you're happy to have a city attacker in general and they represent value. So I agree. I don't think Aguero is a good hold, um, but that's kind of I'm looking at it really short term and just looking at it for the ceiling, and I don't know. That's kind of what I'm thinking of doing personally. Yeah, and if you triple cap, it makes a lot more sense to me to bring him in because I also don't think he's a good hold. But I, I do yeah. agree with you that like Sterling or Sané, you can comfortably get in. You can captain this week, which will be kind of like an interesting differential cap. Differential, right. And you can hold them and just sustain their blanks because they're still such good value, even yeah. with bad fixtures. So let's move to midfield. Sterling, I think Sterling for me is a little bit ahead of Sané. Just the stats are both good for both players, but Sterling's been really consistent in his returns. It's it's almost unusual at this point when he gets a blank, you know, since he's been starting regularly for the past 10 or so game weeks. I yeah, think he's, he's only been got about ridiculously consistent. He's only got about two blanks. The one problem with him and which makes him very less appealing to me for a captaincy is he is awful on bonus. So he gets tackled a million times, he gives the ball away. He gets so many negative deductions on the bonus point system. Damn. Um yeah, that's but, true. I'm looking at that now. He only has he's two games like with bonus in the last 10 weeks. It's kind of like Alexis with bonus. He has so many deductions. He needs almost a double return to get bonus points. Yeah, and he's but, been getting um, carded a lot too lately. Yeah, because yeah, he's always diving. Because he's not getting pen calls. Yeah, he's not getting pens and they're saying he's diving. Yeah. And then Sané 
he's still a little bit raw to me. I feel like even though he's really like flashy and good to watch, I'm not sure if he's got really double return games in him. I think captaining him is a big, big risk because he just hasn't really shown shown it yet. And I know he's like point three cheaper than Sterling, but I still like Sterling more than Sané at this point, I think. I do too. I don't really have a good reason why. I also feel like Sterling is just a little bit safer. Like yeah. if you're going to play you know, something around 150 minutes in three days, I feel like you can trust Sterling a little bit more than that than like a 19-year-old in his first year. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's one of the front three to maybe get dropped and only feature a little bit in the second game, you'd probably put your money on Sané to be that one. Probably, yeah. I agree with that. And then the one midfielder who we never talk about and was rested today is Silva. Yeah. He's a lot more expensive, but he still has good creative stats. His returns have been shocking, but do you think he's just playing too deep? Like there's just no reason he's too differential or... Do you think he's worth a shout? I don't really think he's worth a shout. The yeah, other, the others are just Sonic. so much far further forward and more involved in the goals, in my yeah, opinion, and, che- and cheaper, and cheaper. And then De Bruyne, he's the most expensive. You held him instead I of Alexis. Still have him, yeah. Still, you, I mean, you had to. Your hand was forced there, but it's looking at transferring in these players. He's got to be third on the list behind Sterling and Sané, right? Yeah, I mean, he's a fucking piece of shit. I hate him. <laughs> he's like, okay. he destroyed me these last two game weeks. I captained him and he blank blanked. Ginger. But, Ginger I mean, fuck. I have to keep him. You have to. Which just sucks. I mean, he, he got subbed off and didn't really do shit today against Huddersfield also. I don't know. Uh. Petra's new nickname for him is Pure Kev, which I like. It makes me like him a little bit more, but I still hate him. Okay, Kev. So yeah, I, I, I mean, I feel like of... there's arguments to be made for my team, and every team is so situational, like different circumstances for everyone. I feel like there's an argument to be made for my team to just save my transfer and just ha- I just have Kev. Yeah, that's another thing is do you go really big and do a minus four, minus eight to get three city players or do you go a lot more conservative? The differential for you then would be not taking a hit and then hoping that whichever one city attacker you get in and captain just covers you enough that you're going to come ahead over the course of Game Week 27 and Game Week 28 because, again, like you mentioned earlier, these players all blank in Game Week 28, so the only difference in what makes them more attractive than players who play, for example, in 27 and 28 is that they are, their captaincy option, you're getting four games in that one game week, but they still play two games over the course of two game weeks. So you're looking at spending points to get players in and then also possibly spending points to take these same players out. So there's definitely an argument, because this is an unusual case that they have the blank immediately after, that blowing a big hit on maxing out City players could really backfire and blow up in your face. Yeah, well, and it's also I'm cautious against it. It's also pretty much every team, except maybe argument, arguments could be made for Liverpool that play in 28 are is bad. Like yeah. every team fucking sucks, and there's not really a good captaincy team. Yeah, I mean, Everton and Liverpool. That's it. Yeah, that's it. And City are, with these two fixtures could score three plus in both games, and that would not be weird. So that's another reason why just like two of their games is so much better than like two West Brom games, two whole games, whatever. Right, right. But, so I think yeah. that's, I mean, defense I don't think is really worth going it's for. It's kind I guess of interesting. 
Yeah, but it's just, are you going to spend points to get a city defender in? I don't know. I don't despise it, to be honest. I mean, you're you're pretty much guaranteeing four points bare minimum, which is the equivalent of almost someone getting a clean. But at Sunderland Home Stoke, a clean is very viable, I think. So, But then they have a blank, you have four straight weeks where you're not going to play them. So if you get anyone besides Stones, yeah. that's going to suck. And yeah. if you get Stones, then you have Stones. And that sucks. Stones. Yeah. So maybe Caballero is the best best option. I don't know. Wily old Caballero. <laughs> yeah. At least every shot on target's not a goal like when Bravo's playing. Bravo's so bad. He's, he's somehow terrible. Maybe I'll get Otamendi and then immediately transfer him out for a Spurs defender. I mean, you could, but he could also just not start both games. You think so? I don't know. He plays Kolarov. Clichy's coming yeah, back. Company could be back. Fernandinho can play. I'm fucking getting center back. I'm getting Gundo. Oh, God. Triple cap. <laughs> Start again with that. <coughs> fucking Gundo uh, tanked everything in life so bad. Every every decision I've made all years tanked everything. Yeah. So you're going to get Aguero and triple cap, you think? I am really seriously considering it. I need to look a little bit more of the scenarios for the future, but I think he just has both of those things in his in him right now, form and fixtures, and it just seems yeah, like it's... That's rare to get both. It's the mistake I made last year was not picking, like, using my triple captain on a player and going too much on form when we know that that usually backfires, and I think it's rare that we're going to have a double game week with fixtures this good and one of the three most lethal goal scorers in the league. So I think it might just be a good time to do it. I don't know. I, need to, yeah. I really need to think more about it, but I, yeah. am, I am warming up to it more and more the more I think about it. I mean, it's very, very exciting. Yeah, it's an yeah. exciting time. TJ at Just Starting on Twitter said, question for the pod, get rid of Lukaku for Aguero. So that's yeah, I mean, I touched on yeah. that. And I'm thinking about doing that. It's almost easier. So I'm looking at getting rid of Kane because I have Kane and Ibra, and I'm not going to lose Ibra before he's playing Bournemouth. And, I mean, Kane's fixture is not great, but there's no reason why he couldn't get a double return against Everton. So that's the other thing in the back of my mind I keep thinking of is, like, Kane just got a fucking quadruple return. We all know last year when we removed our Spurs players when they had a single game week when everyone else had doubles, they still all fucking got 12 points each and shit. So maybe I'm being stupid and just going too much for the double and I'm getting rid of a player who could do really well and someone who I want moving forward. Um, Or I could just do something like a midfielder out for Sterling or whatever and captain them and save triple captains. Yeah, just just, like Barkley out or something. Yeah, I'm really conflicted about it, but... It's still, I think, the ceiling of spending your like Kane to Aguero to Lukaku and then reassess going into 29 feels like it's a fine route to take because I have all my midfielders play in 28. That's kind of what I was setting myself up for. So I don't really need to spend a transfer there. Um, yeah, it's just hard to like commit so many moves for the, over the next two, three weeks, you know? No, I mean I've been taking the hit every yeah I've been taking hits like every fucking week so I'm not yeah, close to doing to that it. too. So I don't know. I'm still about, not sure. Maybe there's no way you can get Defoe up to Aguero. No, no, not not at all. Yeah. I would have to. I don't know what that. No, I haven't. Yeah, because you don't have like a KDB type like I do to just no. make money on. 
I mean, I could do Mane out to someone like ridiculously cheap, but I still really think Defoe's going to come. Uh, actually, not yeah, see, really. I have I'm, so I'm, much in the bank, I can just do Lukaku to grow for free. Yeah, I actually can get 6-4 mid. I can actually do that. But I haven't, I, haven't, I, haven't, I haven't really thought about losing Defoe because I'm so stubborn that he's going to come good and I've been stupid. Yeah, but he him. has fucking City this week and then a blank. So yeah, yeah. it's not even close. No, you're right. Maybe that. Maybe that's the play. I have. I honestly did not ever push the X on Defoe since I got him, and that's why I'm here. You know, oh, you're such a good front, it does. <laughs> but then I'm like, if I do, so if I have six four for a mid, I don't know what the fuck to do then. We Joe, some West Ham cunt. I mean, Adam Beasley at a Beasley four said, "How so? How about all those viable Stoke players? Am I right? And they are so, also doubling. Arnie's." Been kind of bad. They don't score. Barahino's probably going to get in there. So anyone who has Crouch has to be very upset about that. Yeah. Allen is. I mean, Shakiri is still injured on and off. Yeah, I feel like we, Joe, and maybe a defender are actually like not the worst. No, definitely not the worst considering their price. But then also just looking at the fixtures, is Burrow's tightest, tighter than a virgin's pussy, and. Their defenders are maybe going to keep a clean and then they're going to get battered with maybe like a negative score. Who knows if they get a card in that game? So, what's the real upside of the defender? You know, maybe you get, if you're taking, you're going to have to spend a points hit if you don't already. I mean, own. the upside's like 10 points if they get like a clean and bonus and then a two pointer against City. I mean, if like, you don't home, take a points hit. Yeah, home borough is the best fixture in the league for a defender. So, it's not unreasonable to expect a clean or in Allen's case a three pointer, maybe something more. And then Weijo probably won't get less than two versus City. He's probably nailed for both. So you know, getting five points out of a Weijo that like say I could swap Stanislaus to Weijo or people can swap like Phillips to Weijo or something, like you're probably netting points there. Yeah. Probably. I just stoke it's such a yeah, redheaded stepchild to yeah. think about getting them in when we need it. But I could see if you need make weights for funds or if there's someone on city you really want, you know, that's a good place to go. Yeah. Sure, I, I mean if you're getting if you're going to photo Aguero, it's not Ouija's not the worst option you could get. No. I don't know. That's too insane for me to even start. <laughs> I can't pod and do this at the same time. But I will explore that option. That might be a thing. I don't know. Things to explore. Things to explore. So what else? Is there anything else about City or Stoke? I, I mean, we didn't really talk about Stoke, but I wasn't really planning on it. No, I mean, they're, they're not really options. I mean, I'm happy I have Lee Grant, but there's not much else to say yeah. for Stoke. Grant is nice because the goalie, you'll, you could get the, the saves, and he gets a lot of saves when they play good teams, I feel like. Yeah, but who Usually. knows? I could see him getting, like, zero or negative against City. Yeah, it's possible. So I think, I mean, this last week was a few days ago, and I think everyone sees what to glean from that. It seems like the one player, Pedro, we keep ignoring is the only kind of guy that stuck, stood Fucking out really. Pedro, yeah. I know, but he's been returning like insane, and he's so cheap. He's been the one kind of guy that we've both overlooked all year. I mean, I've, I shouted him, I remember, a no, long yeah. time ago as the only value guy in Chelsea, but then he had that weird spell. I remember I, I convinced Derek to bring him in, and I was like really set on him. And then 
And he got dropped like two out of three games for Willian. He blanked a few in a row. He just turned into a really, really bad option. And then now he's just back. Yeah. So other than that, though, all like we mentioned earlier, all the popular, pretty much popular players returned. PVA had a big game that not many people got that, but Palace fixtures are kind of mixed. But um, what about some of the surprise kind of Phillips got injured? A lot of people have him. West Ham were pretty bad. A lot of people have West Ham mids. These players that we've been, we've, and we've been talking about it, but these players who are being held for Game Week 28, who don't really look like they're going to be getting any points in Game Week 28 past minutes played. Any thoughts on that? Do you just get rid of Phillips? Yeah, I mean, I guess you're just asking me, like, how to handle Game Week 28, kind of, because it's a thing that does my head in, like, I already have like a sinus infection. My head feels like it's going to explode. Thinking about game week 28 makes it 10 times worse because it's just the teams are so bad. The FPL options are so bad that it feels like no matter what, it's just going to be a really low scoring week. Like mm-hmm. even the most well prepared, like wild card nut jobs who have 11 players and a good captain and all that shit, like just don't see where the points are going to come from. Like, Liverpool, Burnley, that's a bad fixture for Liverpool. Like, Everton, sure, they could score four, but who knows with Everton. I don't really want any attacker on, like, West Ham. I don't There's just so many bad teams that I just don't... I just feel like it's okay to just kind of fuck off Game Week 28, like we said a few weeks ago, and just resign yourself to a red, because it probably won't be that big a red, because... The, again, the, score's gonna be so low. the score is just going to be so low. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like this week where I dropped 140 fucking K because every high high ownership guy scored. All the high ownership guys are blanking. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, Phillips, he's hurt. I don't know. He, Him and Stanislas, you should probably get rid of both of them immediately, right? Stanislas... Yeah, we'll have to find out more news on Phillips, but he seems like you shouldn't be holding him. He was, if he didn't have, if there wasn't this blank game week in twenty eight with him having a game, he would have been off every fucking team a month ago. You're talking about Stan Phillips. Oh, Phillips. Yeah, he's been blanking for two months basically. Stanislaus too, I guess. But I guess people had Stanislaus as their fifth mid, but Phillips was pretty much a fourth mid for most people. Which would make it a little bit different, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. It just seems like they're still dead weight, and just because they play one game doesn't mean you should hold them if they're your worst attacker. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have better players for game week 28, 29, and moving forward than have one shitty player for one shitty game week. Yeah, 27, 29. You know, you know, that's really the bottom line. I mean, we're, we're all saving our wild cards up until the big doubles, which are probably, what, like 33, 34 or something like that? I think like 33, 37. They're saying some 32. I don't know. So let's just say it's 32, which would be the I most. I think 37. 37 is supposed to be the big with most of the games. Okay, whatever. Whatever closer one when we wild card, yeah. you want to average the highest score. And so I'd rather have someone 28, through 32, I mean, sorry, 27 through game week 32 with one blank but is a better player than just have a guy who's a piece of shit and been blanking forever, even though he may have one additional game. It just, it's just easy logic in my head to, like, fuck these guys off. I don't care about game week 28. Yeah, 
I mean, that's fair. I think I'm kind of in the same boat. I agree with most of that shit. Triple Captain Macaulay. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to get a hat trick that weekend. You know, he points. hit the fucking bar this past week, too. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't see that. <laughs> I was watching the highlights. I was like sick as fucking bed last night. I was watching Match of the Day. and I, First, Boric, like insane level Boric Howler, neck tattoo Howler. And obviously it falls to Macaulay, and I'm like, oh, god damn it. And then, like, the next highlight was, like, Macaulay, like a looping header to the far post. I was just like, oh, my God. He he was inches away from having a brace. Just, I would not have been able to understand or <laughs> comprehend that. That would have been very annoying. His seventh goal, and I would have dropped 200K. Yeah. Is there anything else? So uh, from the week's past that you want to touch on? Because I, there's one more t- main topic I wanted to cover. Um, I don't know. I'm all, I'm all out of sorts. You lead the way. All right. So I think moving forward, because we are getting into the business end of the season, we have to look at kind of mini, like almost planning for mini clumps of fixtures and mini seasons within the rest of the season. Right now we're all looking at game week 27 for the double with a half an eye on game week 28 blank. But then if we're going to have a double game week around game week 32, it's only a few short weeks of transfers that we're going to be able to re-sculpt our team of getting rid of our players that are having games in 28 who are not good long-term holds towards loading up on players who are going to double in that first double game week. And then also between that first double game week and the second, you know, trying to figure out when you're going to wild card. It's going to be a tough one if, if the... Big double game week is going to fall on 37. That and makes it little, really hard. It makes it tough because if we're going to be wild carding in 36, we always see a lot of rotation in the last couple games because so many teams, are their seasons are done and they're going to play some weird lineups. So it's going to be a risk, I think, to be looking at game week 36 wild card to make sure that you nail 15 players. Maybe you'll get one or two who get rotated, but to hit that many players who are going to start for both those games in the double gaming for 37 so i don't know it's a lot of like thinking about the future which is still uncertain because we don't have the fixtures yet but i think it's something important to just keep in the back of your mind i know a couple people like wild carded last week assuming that city would win and loading up on three city players and benching them last week and still fielding a strong 11 and now they're they have this huge boost for this week and things like that Maybe you want to bench hate boost. that. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, it's it's high risk, but it's high reward. But planning your chips, planning your wild card, it's that's what is going to separate the teams that rise hugely and the teams that middle or drop is utilizing the chips and and doing that properly from this point forward. Because we're playing with those of us who still have all our chips on our second wild card. We're, we've been playing at a disadvantage to so many of the teams that are in front of us that have possibly used all their chips, used their second wild cards. They're going to be taking a lot of hits just to make up ground to get the teams that we're going to be getting in for free, basically. So I think it's just important to keep an eye on the news. Don't make any decisions early. Price changes are so volatile right now, it's not even worth checking. Just make sure you get as much information as you can when you make your transfers, I think. It's important right now. Yeah, I think I think that's good. Emphasizing the short term kind of twenty nine through thirty two as like its own season right there. Like all that yeah. matters are those fixtures and nothing beyond. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. And I think it's also I mean you you're starting to have me think about different scenarios, but having a 
short memory. If I just brought Mane in and Coutinho at the same time, they look bad. They have a bad fixture. I'm not completely stuck on keeping Mane this week, even though I just brought him in for a hit. And I'm, I mean, I'm happy to throw my hands up and say, you know, the Leicester game didn't go how I thought it would. If he's going to make funds for me to be able to, you know, get Aguero in and still keep Zlatan and Kane, maybe that's what I need to do. But I think that's also important is just calling your mistakes right away, looking at the point ceilings for the doublers and not getting too stubborn. I mean, a lot of us got rid of Alexis last week when he's served a lot of us very well for the whole season, but you can always get players back. You, you know, you can all, you get a transfer every week. You can always take a hit, but hits and doubles are so much easier to absorb because you get the extra two minutes for minutes played, which basically neutralizes the hit. Yeah. Plus you're getting anything that the returns are coming in is just gravy. So you got to play for the ceiling. And I think this is the kind of time of the season where it's really fun to play FPL because you can make some moves that are a little more rash that you wouldn't make in game week six, for example, and you know, really fly if you hit it right. I remember you got Redmond in for the double last week, and oh. he had like twenty points or yeah, something. Yeah, last, last year. Yeah, he got he's, last he year. Got a brace. Yeah, like sixteen points or something. So I mean, those are the fun things that you can look oh, at in the double game times. weeks and take take those punts if you, there's a player that you like or whatever. Back in the I'm day sure gonna, when I wasn't when horrible. I'm sure like Gabbiadini's going to be in a lot of teams soon and shit oh, like yeah. that. He's like I mean, the most popular transfer in this week. Yeah, we'll figure all that out, but and who when the double when we find the doubles out, but I think it's going to be time, especially because there's so many teams. If if the doubles are spread out and we're getting a taste of it here, only two teams have doubles, and a lot of owners are looking at minus eights. You know, so if we have instead of last year where we had two game weeks where there were double game weeks, where you know if they're spread out more, you could take a lot of minus eights and you could come out ahead. You know. Yep, you can do it. I believe. You can do it. Yeah, the only thing that I have to add on with Liverpool is that, I mean, they're, they were horrible, but four out of the next five, I'm just looking at the schedule right now, are at home, which is really good. It's really good. They that's score why a lot I got, at home. Yeah, and that's why I doubled on them, and that's why it's kind of playing with both sides of my mind is that giving them one game is not fair. Yeah. But I got them with the intention of holding them through 28, 29, and just letting them see me through. So that's what kind of why I wasn't really thinking of it. But then at the same time, Alexis back in 29, he's going to have to come in for someone. Yep. And that's the week Liverpool are at City. So maybe it's good. Or maybe it's yeah. bad. I don't even know. I have no idea. Maybe that's the best fixture for the rest of the year <laughs> for them based on how City play and how they play. Yeah, it could be a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Do you want to move on and, and kind of call it a short one? Yeah, yeah, let's do that. I'm a fucking mess this week. Yeah, Apologies to the uh, listeners. Um, so, I mean, captain, obviously, it's going to be a city player. Uh, yeah, probably, if you don't have a city player, it's obviously Ibra, but the top, like, mm, three or four most popular captains will be city players, or should be. Yeah, Aguero's going to run away this week, and, and that's the thing with Cannon's Zlatan. They're going to be a little bit differentials because a lot of people are going to be getting rid. Same with Lukaku, I guess, but Lukaku's got a terrible fit. He's at Spurs, yeah. Yeah, they're going to be a little differential there, so I don't know. And then, so not much, we covered it, not much to say. It's the decision. I mean, if you would rank them, would you do Aguero, Sterling, Sane, KDB? Yeah. Yeah, that's how I have it. Yeah, yeah. And then the triple captain, that's that's up to you. Yeah, I think I would only do it on Aguero. 
Yeah, I agree. I, think I wouldn't do Raz. No, I think that would be a little crazy. I remember I was talking to Scott Tempe Bug, and he was like, I would just get too insanely angry, maybe break my television, having a triple cap on Raz. Like, just seeing no, him fluff a chance, is, it's just too high risk. No, it's it's not a workable situation. Yeah, you, you might smash your head against the wall. No, you don't want to put yourself through it. <laughs> um, and then our team, so what are you looking at? You still, you have Kev. What do you I doing? have Kev. I have a lot of options. My Last week, my plans going into this week were going to be Kev, Stan, and Ashley Barnes out for Tom Carroll, Kuhn, and Sterling. But Stanislaus dropped 0.1 in price like a fucking asshole. So I can't even afford to do that anymore. Which I guess what is are, probably good, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need I mean, to be taking a drop, minus eight. You don't need a minus eight. You already have Kev. You don't need I know, I just eight. don't want Kev, but I have Kev. Yeah. The thing with Ashley Barnes is... <laughs> <laughs> what's the thing there are a lot of things there's so many what things is, what's Smashley Barnes oh he has a red card so he's not playing <laughs> yeah. this week That's the thing. but he's 4-5 so I could easily just do like Stan to Sterling and play yep. 5 midfielders and be totally fine and then yep. he plays in 28 at Liverpool yep. which is Probably yeah. a good fixture, considering Liverpool against the bottom teams. Yep. So, like, if I'm going to get Aguero, I feel like it should probably be for Lukaku, who has, you know, at Spurs, at Spurs nightmare yeah. fixture, and then keeping Ibra and keeping Smashley. The question, I guess, is do I do both for a minus four, getting in Sterling and Aguero, or I don't know. I think you should. I mean, I think you should go for it. Can I afford that? Yeah. No, should. I can't afford that. Fuck. No, no, no. What can you afford for the midfield price if you go Lukaku Aguero? Like six, six. Yeah, it's not doing great for you. I don't know. I could get like Grisicki or someone sexy. Mm-hmm. You could do. Yeah, it's not great. No, but I don't know. I, I feel like getting Aguero is probably not a good thing to not do. Yeah, it's just it's the risk is is I think a little too far for the reward. The chances of him he would basically have to get injured in the first game. Like the chance of him not getting ten or more points in the double is, seems like insane. Yeah, like at like least he's not going to get at least a goal with minutes play. Like yeah, so I mean he's yeah. going to get he should should anyway. And if he's going to be owned captain triple captain by you know a good a lot percentage of, of owners. And you don't own him. It's just like a little nuts, I think, to me. I mean, plus, we are the biggest coon fuckboys ever. Oh, yeah. Like, I I have a coon I haven't tattoo. had him in so long. Yeah, it's been so long. And we're on tape, on pod, saying we'd rather captain coon for life than not be able to ever captain him again. So maybe triple captain. Here's our chance, dude. Yeah, this is the chance to redeem our in Kuhn's eyes for us to redeem ourselves. And I love Pep making the triple sub, just like Kuhn off, like job done. Like it doesn't feel like this lineup is going to be tinkered with. They no, have, I, don't, I agree. The they, front three, anyway. The front three. They have. So they have in. these two games in three days, which is obviously strenuous, but I think doable. 
Then they have mm-hmm. FA Cup. Then they have Champions League. So to me, the it's FA just Cup's so obvious. Last. You just yeah, you rest in FA Cup against fucking shit ass Middlesbrough, and just win I, these two yeah. prime games that are much more important. Yeah, I agree, and that's kind of the logic why I feel like the triple cap feels a little safer because it does feel insane that he wouldn't start Aguero for and for the that middle league game, the the Stoke game. So it seems even you're if he's me only playing for 70, a triple cap. I don't know. I just you know. Yeah, you're getting fucking, me really yeah, excited for a little triple it's cap. Kuhn, it's Kuhn. I'm probably maybe. just gonna do Rom to Kuhn. Then. Triple cap. Yeah, and not That's even. I'm, bo- I'm not even gonna bother with stand out because I'll start four defenders this week. Yeah, like that's what I'm feeling is I, it's exciting to take hits and get on more double gaming players. But my initial thought was just Kane to Aguero, and then that's it. Not take a hit. Barkley is he the thing? Ah, fucking, I could talk for ten minutes about Barkley, but he's looked great. He has a bad fixture, but then he has a really good fixture. So. I want to give him a little more rope because he could have returned easily in the last two games since I've owned him, and he's looked great. It's classic so, Barkley, dude. It's classic Barkley. That's the thing is, uh, I know, but the classic Barkley is that he returns at Spurs. You know, like after I get rid of him, I'm yeah, like, Fuck, yeah. Like two blanks. Are- brace, yeah, brace. So I think that even though it doesn't feel great to lose Kane, I just feel like I like the price structure of having a cheap Defoe. I like the flexibility of being able to go easily to Alexis from Mane down the line and I feel like playing with that Aguero spot is just better for my personal team especially because Barkley in 29 has a really good fixture so I'm not in a hurry to have to remove him so what are you so um, you're thinking Kane to Aguero yeah I mean that was my initial thought after they won and, and that's what I was kind of Kane back in well then I'd probably next week would do Lukaku in and then I would bring Kane, Kane back in yeah or maybe I would give Kane one week miss because in 29 Everton have a good game and reassess if there's something else going on. Mm. But that basically is my thinking. I mean, maybe I want to keep That's Lukaku a little more. Yeah. Maybe I get rid of Zlatan. I don't know. And there's but a break between 29 and 30. Who knows what yeah. will happen then? Yeah, I have no idea. But that's what I'm feeling, and I'm feeling like I might go with the triple cap. That I feel like that sequence of moves that you're doing is probably among the most popular moves. Like yeah. both both what both of us are doing. Rom to Rom to Kuhn or Kane to Kuhn and then yeah. Rom and then back to Kane. Something like yeah. that. And because keeping is that Ibra I, is just so nailed. Yeah, it's so good. And the thing for me personally that gives me I feel like a competitive advantage that I would lose if I make too many moves is I have four of I think the best midfielders for gaming twenty eight on my team. I have Mane, Coutinho, Siggy, and Barkley. So if yeah. I'm wasting points, point hits, and fucking with that, then in game week 28, if I bring Sterling in or whatever, like, and I'm not captaining them, how much am I really gaining? You know, yeah. there's not. Then it limits the point ceiling because I'm taking hits that are deducted from when he gets in 28, and then whatever I would be getting in 28 from the player I transfer out is deducted plus 20. So like, it, it all of a sudden it makes it more risky to me. Yeah, then. it all just gets more you know? convoluted, yeah. kind of. Convoluted, yes, good one. <laughs> hmm. right. It's a, it's very interesting time. Very, what a lot of time to be alive. God. I, I just want to keep doing well. This was the first. I can't believe that we only. I have to sleep three more times, and then games are back. That's crazy. I know three sleeps is better than normal, like five sleeps. Yeah, usually thought. a pot is so far away from actual. Yeah, three sleeps is good, but I just. Uh, 
all I want in life and the world is to do well in FPL. I don't care. I want you else. to do well. I'm, I'm a doing. huge, huge Walsh supporter. I mean, I am absolutely <laughs> pathetic. Like every, I tweeted and oh, I got a lot of nice responses. Like, wow, what a what a haiku, and I feel you, dude, and blah blah blah. But I just tweeted like FPL, the thing I try hardest at in life, and the thing I'm worst at in life. Uh, and it's just it true. It pains me. Yeah, the pains of being pure at FPL. I mean, it's just fucking... <laughs> just mare after mare, dude. Yeah, I just I can't... Know. Like, this week... Like, I didn't even realize that I own 0% of the highly owned players in the league <laughs> yeah. and until part, this week. That's always part of your problem. But, like, that you, you, you don't own you them don't either. Come, I know. But you get out of jail with Captain Kane. <laughs> I, I follow the herd of Captain Rom. I know, but Rom. last time when Rom had four goals and you had him, I mean, I didn't yeah, own him and I was fucking true. crying myself to sleep. That's true. So. That's true. It's, t- it's just, that's the thing is mitigating the red arrows to making them smaller and then putting yourself in position to get big greens. I think that's like kind of the That's kind of the moral of the the story. Yeah, it's just follow the fucking herd and get every highly owned guy. But I was also having like a serious, serious philosophical debate with myself earlier and thinking about captaincy and that I'm not sure which argument is better to always captain the, the captain pull percent highest person or to never captain that person. Because mm-hmm. I don't know, That's like, where do you come out ahead? Because obviously, if they're always, like, among everyone's number one captaincy option, that more often than not, you know, they'll get returns, they'll do well for you. But the con is if you captain, like, number three or four, who, like, well, like Kane this week, you know, he always has a hat trick in him, but no one captained him. He was, like, number four or five. If they come out big, then that's when you get a ridiculous rise. Like I'm gaining on everyone else, Captain Lukaku and Kane, and I'm gaining 14 points on them from that one spot alone. Yeah, and you and if you have the top and if you captain, own them exactly, you kind of covered only, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, so it's even half that or whatever. You're you're losing half that, but I don't know. I mean, it's it was started. It got me thinking a lot because I've always kind of gone back and forth, and I feel like personally I usually try and follow the herd with captaincy in general and then pick very isolated spots where I deviate and put in maybe a differential captain. But maybe differential captain every week is the best because if you hit one in four... The only way you could do differential captain every week is if your team has all the high ownership guys. Right, right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like If you cover yourself with the high ownership guys but you go differential captain, that could be the ticket... To success, and I've never really thought about it. It'd be an interesting study to like look back and compare like the number like one if you captain never, to if the you top never, five. Yeah, like if you never pick the number one captain option all year. Yeah, how would you do? I mean, it, it does, if it's rare, I feel like that the number one captaincy option is the number one scorer. Oh, I mean, it's number one overall up. is like insane. But yeah. even if he's number one among like the top five to six options, yeah. it's not that common. It's not that. It's common. just you. Yeah, it's just you just have safety in numbers. So yeah, you're just trying to get do like well, any return, just so you don't completely fuck yourself, basically. Yeah, and I mean, but it is kind of really pessimistic. Well, yeah, it is. If they do do really well, then you're still rising, but you're not going to rise Barely. as much as yeah. if you pick a differential captain. The, the main captaincy option blanks, and your guy does really well. Then you have like a huge rise. 
Yep. I don't know. Something to think We'll about. see. I mean, the reason I'm not going full-on producer, Nate, guest Jason style is because there's still some part of me that has hope. Uh, last year, I went from like around 300K to 19K from around the same time, same game week as now to the end of the season, just with all yeah, the I doubles mean, and triple caps. So, like, yes, I've gone down 200K in the last four game weeks. My team is a complete nightmare. But, I don't know, some part of me is wise enough to be like, just calm your deal. Don't go too nuts for the fuck of it. Like, I don't need three city players. I can do fine with just bringing in Aguero and, you know, make some measured decisions. So that's where I'm at. Yeah, I think... Making measured decisions always comes out ahead as long as you have good logic and rationale behind the choices you're making. Yeah. And yeah, you finished last year like Stormer. You were insane. Every single week you were having a big, big point score. I I was teeter, titting, and totting. You almost passed me. And I was like in 9K, 11K for a long time. Yeah. And I just couldn't break through. And I finished up like 14. Yeah. I mean, it's very possible that in the same way you can go down 200K in four weeks, you can go up. I mean, like triple Capoguero, I could go up 150K next week. It's not like crazy. Mm -hmm. He's not going to be that highly owned. I mean, People still don't know that there's a double game week. Yeah. There are plenty of people people who don't know. Yeah, there are plenty of people ahead of us that we can fly past by doing something like this. So that's that's why we're that's why we pot. And his ownership percentage is really low right yeah, now. It should be. It should you know, be. so like even if it seems like every single person in the world is bringing him in, like he's not going to pass like Lukaku, Costa, Kane, Defoe, you know, he's not going to pass any of the top guys in ownership. Not even close. How do I take Kane out after he just scored fucking 40 points? I know, dude. That's, <laughs> that's why like, I was saying Defoe. Defoe, I know. Because, oh, like, Kane you just want forever. Kane and Ibra are the two best forwards in the game, I would say. I right? agree with that. Yes, I agree. Highest ceiling, best value, pens. You know, if Aguero was still on pens, maybe he'd have the higher ceiling. But with the price difference and not on pens, I don't know. You might be able to make a little bit of an argument for Aguero over Zlatan for only a million more now that the difference is a little cut because Zlatan's not explosive. Yeah. Even though Kuhn's off pens, he still is. Yeah, he that's true. That the last two games, yeah, I guess it wasn't league games. Ibra hasn't really had an explosion in the league, but he's been yeah, he's exploding had it, had out of the it. league. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's wrap it. Check us out at fmlpl.com. Follow on Twitter at fmlpl. Email us at fmlpl.gmail.com. Join the league like a Facebook round. Little shorty.